0: Matthew 21, 1 through 9. The triumphal entry of Christ into Jerusalem. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem, and were come to Bethphage, unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go unto the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied, and a colt with her. Loose them, and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Sion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a colt, of, and a, and a colt the foal of an ass. And when the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. And brought the ass and the colt, and put on them their clothes, and they set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from trees, and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before him, before and that followed, cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Thank you, and you may be seated.
1: All right, well, let's have just a little bit of time of prayer here. Let's kind of get all in gear and get our mind and heart right. And uh, we'll close up here in just a second. Well, our Father, once again, we thank you for the opportunity to assemble tonight and come together. And, uh, Lord, we uh, come together. I pray that we've come together looking forward uh, to what you have for us tonight, that we are here intentionally, that we are here on on purpose, uh, looking, uh, ever looking unto thee for uh, the needs that we have. And, uh, Lord, that we are coming to you tonight, we're coming here tonight, and just in a position of yieldedness to Thee, that we have hearts that are just ready to hear, hearts that are ready to uh, receive what You have, and hearts that are ready, the Lord, just to be doers of the Word, not hearers only. And we ask You to uh, do that work in us tonight that only You can do. We ask You for the help of Your Holy Spirit. Uh, Father, would You fill me with Thy Spirit tonight, give me the ability and the power to preach tonight. And then, Father, it's has already been asked, we just ask You to just... Uh, just uh, rebuke, uh, devils and just kind of, uh, just, uh, Lord, uh, just remove distractions from us tonight and anything that would take our attention away from the word. We're looking to you tonight to, to, uh, just kind of put that at bay and help us to concentrate and, uh, stay focused where you'd want. And then father, at the end of it all, we just pray that you would, uh, help us that we would have hearts to respond to you and, uh, respond in in such a way, uh, uh, Father, that uh, would be evident, Lord, that we've heard you, and we've received it, and we're ready to do something about it, and we'll thank you for that, and uh, Lord, we just uh, lift those up that aren't with us today, that are are ill and sicknesses and things that way, and we ask you to restore them to health, and uh, we thank you in Jesus' name,
2: amen. And let's stand one more time before the pastor comes and turn to page 75. Page 75, and let's do all verses.
1: All right. Well, Brother Jim's read our text. Turn your Bible if you would. Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. It's kind of amazing sometimes when uh, there are worldwide events that some people know nothing about. I just actually think I had just said something earlier about what's going on, but it really wasn't anything. But uh, you ever have something big happen in the world and you find out and you're like, huh, I didn't know that, you know. I didn't know California broke off and was floating out in the Pacific. I didn't know a thing about it, right? And, uh, you know, there's just sometimes there's things that people just seem to be unaware of what's going on in the world around them. How many people remember Jim Jones? Oh, good old Jim. Micah, do you know who Jim Jones is? I think I've heard the name before. <laughs> it's my cousin. But uh, no, the other Jim Jones, and uh, I really do have a cousin, Jim Jones, anyway, and he's a preacher, it's a bad combination, but uh, no, there's sometimes, that some people are just oblivious about going what things are going on, sometimes they're just unaware aware, unaware, of what's going on, because they're just, because sometimes we get so consumed with our own life, and we're just, just carrying along and doing our own thing, and I remember when the uh, the Murrah Federal Building uh, blew up, the Timothy McVeigh thing. I don't know, it was probably a week later I heard about it. I'm like, huh? Of course, yeah, well, that was pre-internet, too. So, I mean, I, I give myself a little space. But I didn't know what was going on. I just found out a little bit later. And, and uh, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> just Anyway, uh, yeah, sometimes you just get a little uh, caught up in things and uh, unaware of what is going on. But in our text tonight... There is a great event that's going to take place, and there are going to be some that are going to miss the significance of what happened and what is going to take place here in our text. Some are going to be unconcerned. Uh, Many of them are going to miss the treasure of what's going on here. And I want to look at this tonight. Jesus is closing out the fullness, uh, just a full ministry that he was having, that he had, obviously. It was a great ministry and it was a perfect ministry. And his ministry began, as we know, Jesus might have, you know, about 30 years old. John had prepared the way before him. He had, he had pointed out to those, to the multitudes that all of Israel and Judea that came to him. Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. He had even come along eventually when Jesus came to him and he said, Hey, I, I need to be baptized. You need to baptize me. And John said, "Uh, No, I have need to be baptized of thee. And Jesus said, Well, no, we must fulfill all righteousness. And John baptized Jesus there, uh, authenticating the authority that John had from heaven to baptize. And uh, Jesus went up out of the water, the Bible says, full of, full of the Holy Ghost, went out into the wilderness, and of course we know he was tempted uh, 40 days and 40 nights, not tempted for 40 days and 40 nights, but at the end of that fasting of 40 days and 40 nights, he was tempted of Satan, and uh, of course came out of that victoriously, and we came back out of the wilderness, Jesus began to call, ecclesia, called out assembly, he began to build his church and call out those disciples. He started his church there. He spent the next, oh, roughly, I don't know, roughly three and a half years of ministry. And when we come to our text tonight, Jesus is about a week away from his crucifixion. He is coming right to the end. He knows exactly what he is there for. And uh, so here we are in our text. It is the closing out of a full ministry. And it is a ministry full of accomplishments I mean you, you look what happened with Jesus, how he called his church out and the, called out the disciples and he chose out of the disciples, chose twelve apostles, and he taught them, and he prepared for them for his departure and and then uh, through this ministry he he went and he he throughout this whole time he was making manifest his deity I mean he healed the sick, he opened the eyes of the blind, he opened the ears of the deaf he cast out devils and demons. He fed the multitude. He gave rest to those that were possessed of devils. He forgave sinners. He uh, raised Jairus's daughter. He raised Lazarus from the dead. And he, he, he had a full full ministry, full of accomplishments. This was a normal part of the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. He contended one-on-one with the religious leaders. Yes, they tried to trick him, you know. They tried to back him in a corner, but he couldn't be tricked. Amen, I love that. They tried to get him with the Word of God, but they didn't, they didn't realize that he was the Word of God, and they weren't going to trick him with that. They tried to sully his reputation by saying he was born of fornication, but he answered them eventually and said before abraham was i am i love it i mean he just had a great ministry that's kind of when the those leaders took up stones to stone him because they understood exactly what he was saying the muslims can say out here that jesus never claims to be god but it's all over the new testament we know it is and uh they took up stones to stone him for this for this for this blasphemy before abraham was i am the very words that he told To Moses when he said whom shall I say send me and we see here uh, that that he had a full ministry he had a full ministry of accomplishments even when those leaders came to him privately like Nicodemus when they came to him privately he gently led him to truth and he said Nicodemus you must be born again we looked at that a couple weeks ago you must be born That, that physical birth isn't going to do it for you. You've got to have a spiritual birth. So after all of the miracles, after all of the manifest deity, after all of the debates that ended with, I love this, they durst not ask him any more questions. (laughs) He just put them to silence. After all of that, it couldn't be denied. Nicodemus himself said it. No man can do these miracles except God be with him. And I love that. And Nicodemus wasn't alone, right? Remember he said... Us, us, Nicodemus, there are others out there. There are others of the Pharisees, of the Sanhedrin. There is others out there that were acknowledging there's something different about this man. He had a ministry full of accomplishments. I think about from Galilee, from Samaria to Decapolis, all the way along up to Jerusalem. He was just showing by many signs and miracles and uh uh, many infallible proofs that he was the very Son of God. And we see here the culmination of his coming here in Matthew chapter 21. It was undeniable what was, what he was doing all over Israel. I mean, when the Bible talks about multitudes were following him, multitudes had been fed by him. Uh, multitudes had watched him and listened to him and followed him uh, uh, along. And and here we are coming, the culmination of this, and he is inching ever closer to Calvary. He's getting ever closer to Jerusalem. Look at verse 1 in our text, uh, in in chapter 21. Yep, that's where I'm at, verse 1. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethpage, unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus to disciples. So as he's headed to Calvary here, remember he's already told his disciples, this is where he is going, he has already told his disciples that uh, they are going to take him, and they are going to... Um, um, they're going to crucify him ultimately. And he, he understands and he knows, and he's already told his disciples that he's going to Jerusalem, he's going to be lifted up. But he did say, hey, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. He had to go to Calvary and he's so close. He's about a mile away and about a week out from his crucifixion. And he stops here to do one last thing. He stops at this little place right about the Mount of Olives uh right on the it would have been if i'm not mistaken well, i better not give directions cuz i'm getting i don't have my bearings right but on one side of the mount of olives and you'd go over the mount of olives and down into over the kidron uh over over the the kidron valley there and up right into where where uh, into jerusalem into the uh into the wall the eastern gate and all that area there you'd come along but here he is there and uh he sends his disciples to go get him a specific mode of transportation. Now, he has walked from Galilee all the way down and around and up to Jerusalem. It's not like he's a mile out going, okay, I'm done. I'm calling a bus. (laughs) I can't go another mile, okay? This is not why he did that, right? And look at verse 2. It says here, Um, He's saying unto them, he he sent two of his disciples saying unto them, go into the village over against you, the next one over, and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her, loose them and bring them unto me. So Jesus gave them very specific directions that they would go to that next village, find Find the mom, find the baby, unloose both of them and bring both of them to them. Bring them both. And they did that in verse 4. And we see here in verse 5, it's the fulfillment of prophecy. Look, look what it says here. And all this was done, verse 4, that it might be fulfilled. Which was spoken by the, by the prophet saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, behold, the king cometh unto thee, meek, and sitting upon an ass and a coal, the foal of an ass. We find that over in Zechariah 9 and verse 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon the coal, colt to the foal, of an ass, and so they get this, uh, this, this, uh, the, the 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 donkey. They get the the little colt. They bring it back to him. They put the the garments on this, the to, so he can get up there and ride on. And he is going to make his entrance this way into Jerusalem. This is how he's coming in to the city. Look at verse six. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt and put on them their clothes. And set him thereon. And so here is Jesus setting on this colt, right? I I remind you, the the Bible said he had told the kings not to amass horses. And not to amass chariots. If I remember right, David, when he died, still had his donkey, but it was Solomon who amassed the horses and the chariots and the such as that. Uh, and it says here that he went in on the, col- on this colt, on this little young donkey, uh, and he, it says here the great multitudes Followed him and they spread out garments in the way and they cut down branches and they cried, Hosanna, son of David! uh, Hosanna to God in the highest. Look at verse 8 and the very great multitude spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches from the trees and strewn them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. What on earth is going on here? They're, they're shouting out as the multitudes are coming, Hosanna, which, which means save now save now. Uh, Hosanna, Hosanna, the son of David, what are they calling him? They're calling him Messiah. Messiah, save now, save now. Uh, Look what they say, Hosanna in the highest, right? Hosanna unto him, save now, O him that dwelleth in the highest that dwells in the heavens, save, save now. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. They're acknowledging here's Jesus coming in the authority of his father. Save now. What is going on? Well, we know this, uh, the, the illustration here, the, the connection here, is that a, uh, when a great king would return from battle, he would enter the city with a fanfare that you might see like this. He has been victorious... He has gone out and conquered. He has accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. He has come back, and as he would come into the city, there would be an advance guard of people that would run before him, shouting out the victory. There would be those of a rear guard that would come behind him and and, uh, proclaiming victory as they ushered him in to the city. And instead, they, they would lay down beautiful carpets, and they'd put down these carpets that he would ride upon and walk upon as he entered in to the and the city and the the people would be proclaiming this wonderful uh, victory. We are saved. We have been saved. Our King has saved us. And this is really what they are doing here with the Lord Jesus Christ. Jim, brother Jim, said it just earlier. This is the triumphal entry of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is victorious. Amen. He is healer. He is deliverer. He is forgiver of sins. Everywhere he went for three and a half years. He proved it over and over and over and over again when he healed the sick, when he fed the hungry, when he raised the dead to life again. He was victorious in his ministry. Many came to him and put their faith and trust in him and followed him and loved him. He is king. He rode into the religious center of Israel. He rode right into the center of the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin and the Sadducees and the Herodians. He rode right into the center of it all while here his forward guard and his rear guard are saying Hosanna Hosanna the son of David I love this he's king and the multitudes are crying out and I tell you what verse 10 tells us that all of Jerusalem was moved look at verse 10 and when he was coming to Jerusalem all the city was moved they were moved they they knew something was going on It was they, they couldn't they, they couldn't miss what was happening. And I don't know if you've ever been in an area, maybe been in a, a place where there's a lot of people, and then there's a commotion over here or something going on, and people say, what is going on? What is going on over there? What's happening? Right, what's going on? I remember I was coming through Copley Square in Boston one time, got off on the, got off on the train there, headed over uh, to where I went to art school, and walking through this big big area, and I heard this awfulness awfulest sound like what is that it was something on a loudspeaker and there's not really commotion but there was something that got my attention and i'm trying to look to find out where it is and i'm and i finally found it it was somebody in uh, that was had a uh, it's their own little pa system singing and it sounded like a dying calf in a hailstorm it was terrible it was like Aah! and there's a hat down there and they're just trying to make a living but i was just like what i mean i'm trying to find the commotion what was going on right and sometimes it's a some maybe it's somebody famous that's going through a crowd and everybody's doing this right. I was at the opening of, of one of the stores one time and and all of the uh, several of the linemen of the Patriots were there as the Foxborough store outside of Boston. I was there and uh, all of a sudden Tom Brady walks by. He's about from here to Jim to me and uh, boy he's he's a big tall guy. And all the, most people are in my world, but he he walks by and all the you know people the commotion and people are like who is that? What is going on? Here? Nobody said who is that, but. That, that's, I mean, there's commotion going on. All of Jerusalem, the Bible says, all of Jerusalem was moved. They were trying to find out what is going on here. Right? What is happening? It was an incredible scene. Multitudes, the Bible said, were crying out, Hosanna. Hosanna, the son of David. But I want you to notice here, there's a stunning question. Would you look at verse 11, at verse 10 again? And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? What a strange question, right? Who is this? It's like, What? Where have you been? I understand he spent a lot of his ministry, most of it in Galilee. I get that, but listen, the Pharisees were following around too and listening. I mean, I, I mean, it, it, I, they, they obviously that many knew who he was. Multitudes were were following him. Yeah, look what they said. They said it's it's Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Now, granted, they were saying Hosanna the Son of David. Maybe proclaiming some messiahship, but he was more than just a prophet of Nazareth. But I think where have all these people been? How did they miss him? No, for three and a half years, Jesus has been active in the open. remember when they came and they get him and they said, I didn't do any of this in see, serious- I've done everything I've done in open. I've done it all openly. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've not been hiding anywhere. You could have come to me at any time you wanted. You could have asked questions, and they had, at any time they wanted, right? So he's been active in the open. Hey, the Pharisees have cornered him at times, right? The Sadducees and the Herodians tried to trick him at times. At more than one occasion, the religious tried to get rid of him. I mean, it seems like they knew who he was. They knew exactly who he was. Multitudes followed him. Multitudes heard him preach, including Pharisees. Multitudes were healed by him. It's like this wasn't anything new. Yet when he came to his triumphal entry, there were those who asked the question, Who is this? Who is this? John one eleven right and he came into his own and his own received him not, yeah. but to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. Yeah. Jesus is going to look out over Jerusalem, and he's going to weep and he said and he's going to cry out, O oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Yeah. Yeah. I would have gathered you together as a chicken gathereth her hens, but ye would not. Who is this guy? Who is this coming in? Well, they're hollering it out, Hosanna. (laughs) Right. Save, thou son of David, save Messiah. (laughs) Who is this? You know, for 2,000 years, a large portion of the world has heard the name Jesus. He's in history books, he's in songs, he's mentioned at weddings, he's mentioned at funerals. Yeah. Most of the world of technology now has access to internet and they know what, what, you can look up anything and you can find out and read anything about right, wrong or otherwise, you can find out about Jesus. For 2,000 years, Jesus has been preached across the planet. Think about that. For 2,000 years. I told you about when I met Sam Thomas, and he told me that their name, their last name, it was because when Thomas, yeah, no, Thomas, the apostle, went to southern India and his family got saved. Wow. He's been preached for 2,000 years across the planet. It has gone out across the world that he was born of a virgin, that he fulfilled the law, that he was crucified, that he was buried, that he rose again the third day, triumphing over sin and death and the grave, applying the everlasting blood to the altar in heaven, ascending bodily back into heaven. It has been proclaimed over the last 2,000 years. For 2,000 years, listen to me, Jesus has been making his own triumphal entry, meek and lowly, making his, own tri- his triumphal entry into the lives and the hearts of people lost and without hope. Lives have been changed with the hope of eternal salvation, with the hope of e- an eternal home in heaven, with the, with, the, with the hope and the assurance, I should say, of sins forgiven. Jesus has been making triumphal entries for 2,000 years into the hearts of those who have come before him, seeking, seeking him. Amen. But we've seen it over and again, haven't we? We still see it today, don't we? We present Jesus, the gospel is preached, Hosanna is proclaimed, the invitation is given, right? Godly lives are lived in front of the world. And then so many still say, well, who is this? Who is this? See, there's two things I think we need to remember tonight. As we are still commissioned to go into all the world and preach the gospel. We haven't forgot that, right? Two things I think we ought to remember. Number one, there's always going to be those who reject Jesus Christ. No matter how much He has preached. And no matter how many lives have been changed. Some of you had friends that said, what happened to you? And you say, Jesus. And they say, who's that? Huh? <laughs> I, re- I remember I, uh, this kid followed me in a parking lot. This guy followed me in a parking lot out of Oklahoma City. I was going to get some groceries at a, at a Walmart food store market thing, uh, grocery store. And he says, hey, you got, you got five bucks? I'm hungry. I was like, tell you what, if you come I gotta finish shopping, I'll walk you across the parking lot. That it was a burger king, I'll get you something to eat. All right. He followed me. <laughs> I was shocked. He's walking through the store with me. I guess he was hungry. And so I took him over there and I sat there with him as he wolfed down this food. I said, Have you ever heard of Jesus? He said, Yeah, I think I met him at a concert once. <laughs> Who is this? Seriously, in the United States of America, Oklahoma City, the center of churches all over the place. Who is this? Who is this? Yeah. Maybe it's partly an indictment on us. Yeah. Number one, there's always going to be those who reject Jesus Christ. Pharaoh said, I don't know the Lord. Yeah, he was right. I don't know who you're talking about. He has no, he has no effect on my life, is what Pharaoh was saying. Number two, there's always going to be those who are so consumed with their own life that they have no time for God. Who is this? What are you saying? I got stuff to do, man. Do you know where you're going when you die? I've got to get to the grocery store. I'm, I'm late. I'm late. Right. Have you ever, you ever thought about what's going to happen when you close your eyes in death? Have you ever thought what's going to happen in your eternity? Hmm. Um, yeah. No, um I got to go. Come on, you you've been in front of them. You've seen them. You've talked to them. Too busy for church, too busy to think, too busy, too busy for for spiritual things. They just they don't have time. Who is this? Who is this? Yeah. Partly it yeah, they just for some reason missed it, but there's another part of this is just somewhat of a rejection. And we know that's what exactly happened here. It was, it was a rejection. It was a rejection. We see it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're That tent over there. <laughs> that's where the revival is going to be. Oh, what's over there? Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's. What's that? Oh, I thought. Is that going to be? <laughs> right. Just phew. Is there anything that we can learn from this? Well, when the response comes back in one fashion or another, who is this? I guess what we need to re- recall and remember as we go out is that we don't let this stop us from presenting the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. We don't stop and say, oh, okay, Wow. I mean, this is all I hear anymore. I just, You, know, you get this, this notion to stop. The Bible says he came meek and lowly riding on a colt. Can I tell you tonight he's still ready to enter the heart of whosoever will? Yeah. They, they still have to hear about him. They still have to hear. There's still multitudes out there who say, who is this? Who is this? And one day he's going to come back and he's not going to be riding on a colt, meek and lowly. Yeah, amen. He's coming back on a a white horse written upon his thigh. King of kings and Lord of lords, amen. He's going to rule with a rod of iron. His kingdom's going to be forever. He's coming back. You know what? They need to know that. They need to know that. And until the day come, I think we need to be ready with the answer when they ask, who is this? Who is this? What are you talking about? It's Jesus. It's the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. It's your creator. It's your king. It should be your king. Who is this? We're living in that world today. Can I tell you this? It's always has been and it always will be. There's no new thing under the sun. There's no different type of we're not living in a day when, oh boy, the rejection is terrible and worse. And yeah, it kind of seems that way, but it always has been. It always has been. But it has never stopped the command of the Lord Jesus Christ. It has never stopped the commission that we have. It, it, is, it, is never, it should actually in, increase it and encourage us to continue on as that hymn so, says to the whole world, no. To the whole world, no. God help us tonight. We're living in a world that has no clue. Even if they know his name, they still don't know him. They still don't know him. Even if they know him, listen, they have the cults that are telling them something totally wrong. Even if they think they know Jesus, you'll sit at their doorstep and they'll say, Well, I don't know about his deity. I don't know. While claiming to be Christian. Yeah. They need to know. The multitude said. <laughs> the multitude following, saying, Hosanna to the son the multitude was answering them as they were going by. Well it's Jesus. <laughs> you don't know who this is, right? <laughs> that prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Jesus. Oh, oh, huh. Who's that? Yeah. May yeah. God help us in one way to be the multitude. Just to tell him the world when they say who is it that we're ready to tell him, well, it's Jesus, yeah, Son of God. He can take away your sins, yeah. Father, thank you tonight. The world will always be questioning. The world always has questioned. They they have always been in a place of not understanding, of of just how do I say it? Lord, we've all been there before. A lack of concern, a lack of urgency, a lack of desire just living in our own world at times, oblivious to the things going on around us. And then yet there are some that have just lived in a place of utter rejection. Father, we're reminded tonight that as this is where the world is, you know, where we were one time, thankfully, thankfully there are those that had the answer to the question. And Father, tonight we have the answer to the question. We can tell the world, and we ought to be telling the world, who Jesus is. Would you help us not to lose sight of that tonight? Would you help us to not lose the urgency of that tonight? Lord, would you help us not to be uh, uh, discouraged when the world just doesn't seem to care about it, and and we get a little bit discouraged and kind of want to back up and, and uh, get tired of the rejection and want to go kind of hide somewhere else? Would you help us? So would you help us? To be like the righteous who are bold as the lion. We thank you for that tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand tonight. I don't know how the Lord's spoken to you tonight. Maybe you've been a little discouraged with the rejection of the world that we live in lately. Maybe you've been a little discouraged with the with the world that uh That has continually, continually, still to this day, you know, America with all of the gospel that it has had is still saying, who is this? May may God help us tonight to be encouraged to just keep giving them the answer. Just keep telling them, telling them that it's Jesus. However, the Lord has spoken to you tonight and you just deal with him as the instrument plays. You just respond to the Lord there. Are you telling it? Do you have an answer? Do you have an answer? Do you have the truth? Can you sit down and just show somebody from the Word of God who this Jesus is and why they need Him and what He'll do? Are you able to do that? You talk about job security. The question of who is who is this is never going to go away. Yeah. Are you ready to give an answer of the hope is lies within you? Well, let's, uh, let's make sure we just be in prayer this week and some extra, extra prayer this week. Uh, we really need to be in this building uh, Sunday. So we really need to be praying that way. The city will give us the green light on that. And uh, so uh, be praying that this week. If you, have, if you do have time this week, there's little things you could probably come and do. You know, we do a little sweeping and mopping and cleaning and moving plants here and there and all fun stuff like that probably sometime after Wednesday uh, we need to start maybe clearing a little bit more out of here and uh, uh, it's pretty well the audit well we got sound equipment and stuff we don't we're not going to need much sound equipment at the uh, man it carries pretty good we'll need what we need for this stuff and the recording and the cameras and things like that so there's all sorts of stuff like that it's exciting looking forward to that and the the uh, the sanctuary just uh, turned out real pretty and and uh, so uh, looking forward to that. And uh, so be in prayer for that, if you would, please. All right, let's be closed in a word of prayer. Brother Chuck called. He uh, wasn't feeling well tonight. Just stay in prayer for him, if you would. He was called me a little bit earlier. Uh, Audrey went home this afternoon.